morning. It's good to see everyone. I want to also thank Reb Zevi for taking care of the sheets this week. I was una- unable to do so. So thank you, After the Torah, <coughs> Parashas Emor tells us about the Easter of a coin coming in contact with the Tomei Mace and uh, his prohibition from uh, marrying a Grusha, Zayin Vechalala, the Torah continues, You have to be Makadosh to Kaihan because they do the service in the base of Mikdash. They should be Kadosh to you. So the Gemara comments in Mesech Das Gitin, Daphne and Tessima Beis on that Pasuk, Vikidashtai, Lechol Dover Shebekdusha. If it comes to a matter of a Dover Shebekdusha, Liftayach Rishon, Levalach Rishon, Velitomana Yofarishon. They're just supposed to allow them to speak first. To bench first, to have, make the bracha first, first aliyah, and to take the uh, the best portion. And it sounds like from this uh, gemara, at least a simple interpretation, is that we're dealing with the mitzvah midayrais. And in fact, this is quoted by the Mane Hamitzvahs as a mitzvah, one of the tayak mitzvahs, to be makadesh, mechabed the kaihanim, to give them the first aliyah, got them to speak to first, to give them the first portion. The Magen Avram, though, already asks. And, uh, in our times, he says that we are not as nizhar, and this is perhaps we should be. But of course, we give the first aliyah, but in other matters, we're not as makbid. Particularly since uh, we're dealing with a mitzvah midday rice. Perhaps our kohanim are not legitimate, bona fide kohanim to a certain degree. They're suffolk. Uh, Kohanim, because the Rambam writes in Perek Chof of Hilchas Yisuri, Biya Halacha Beis, who is a Kayin Meyuchas? He's quoting here from the Gemara in Ksubis, Chafhei Meraleph. Who is a Kayin Meyuchas? Someone who calls Sheidu Lo Shnei Edim Shu Kayin Ben Pliny Hakayin Upliny Ben Pliny Hakayin Ad Is Sheino Tzarich B'Dik Vukan Shachim Ashagabim Isbeach. You need testimony that you were uh, descended from a Kayin who was in turn descended from a Kayin who. Uh, did the Avayd in the base Hamikdash? So it sounds like for the Rambam, you need two Adam to testify to the fact that you are in fact a legitimate Kayan. And therefore, says the Magen of Rambam, in, in the absent of this kind of testimony, the Kohanim writes the Rambam are only Kohanim Chazaka. If it writes the Rambam, and therefore says the Rambam, they cannot eat Shumadoy Raisa, Chaladoy Raisa. They can only eat Shumadoy Rabbanon. Because they're only Kohanim Chazaka, so argues the Magen Avram. Perhaps they have the status really as Suffolk Kohanim. We're not sure if they're Kohanim or not, and therefore says the Magen Avram. Perhaps therefore we're not as careful, medactic in this mitzvah v'kidash to be mechabed the Kohanim in our times. And the Magen Avram interprets in this light the comment of the Ramah. The Ramah writes in Hilchas Pesach that we don't have the practice of giving truma or chala nowadays to Kohanim. Now, the Kayan couldn't eat the Truma or the Chala anyway, because he's a Tamei Mace, but in Chutzla Aretz, there's no uh, limitation on Chala Chutzla Aretz to a Tamei Mace. A person who's a Tamei Mace can eat Chala Chutzla Aretz. At the same time, we don't have the practice of giving Chala to the Kayan. So, yes, the Magan Avram, why not? The Magan Avram says, because uh, the Kayan is only a Suffolk Kayan. Maybe he's a Kayan, maybe he's not. So, the, to take the Chala under false pretenses would be a Suffolk Isagazel. So, therefore, says the Ramah, uh, that, that's how the Magen Avram interpreted the Ramah, that we don't have the practice of giving Chala anymore to the Kohen. How many generations, the Rambam, how many generations back does he have to be made? To the Beis HaMikdash, Avaid in the Beis All the way back. All the way back. Uh, at the time, Avaid in the Beis HaMikdash was no, possible. Now in our time, not possible. Not possible so no. Not possible. no. So all about Kohanim, the Magen Avram, we know the Kohanim Chazaka, but argues the Magen Avram, there's Suffolk Kohanim. The Rambam doesn't say, the Magen Avram is adding that to the Rambam. Or similar... 
I know, I know already. He's undefensive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you. 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 I mean, I'm Michael to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. do because instead of burning it, you can say, I'll give it, you'll make it. Again, he's plugging for himself. No one wants to be Michael Yubichal. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately. A similar light with Yaakov Emden writes in the She'ela, Siyai V'tzchei L'Kav Simen Kuf Nun Hei, that that's why uh, the Kain is not actually allowed to keep the money of the Pidin Aben. Many Kohanim return the Chamesh Sloim of Pidin Aben, writes the Rabbi Yaakov Emden, that they have to. Of course, the person can't give the money of Pidin Aben as a Matonam and Asla Haxir, that would detract from the complete gift that he's giving to the Kain, but at the same time, the Kain is not allowed to keep it because he's only a Safi Kain. That's the, uh, it would be like Safi Kisar Gezel Biyadai. Similarly, they quote in the name of the Gra in the Sefer Elias Eliyahu. It's well known that the Gra, who was a Bechar, would be you know, had the practice of being kind to himself whenever he met the new family of Kayanim. Uh, because it was Chayshish, that maybe the Kayan that he gave the Pidin of Bentu wasn't in fact a Kayan Muxar. And in fact, this was the, one of the reasons that was brought up by Rabbi Kiva Eger as to why we cannot uh, reinstate the uh, Karbanos Bisman Azeh, responding to a suggestion of Ritzvi Hirsch Kalisher in his time in the 1700s, who wrote a suggestion about how to reinstate the Karbanos. So Rebekiva Eger uh, <coughs> argued that it's not possible because our Kohanim are not, in fact, bona fide legitimate Kohanim. There is, uh, we should treat them as, ka- even the Kohanim Chazaka, but we should treat them as Suffolk Kohanim. However, Raivach Reinim do not agree with this uh, Mogen Avram. First, uh, firstly, because... Uh, we do recite a bracha on the mitzvah of Pidin Aben. If all of our kohane chazaka, it's true we don't have two them, but if all of our kohane chazaka will be treated as suffolk kohanim, how do we make a bracha on Pidin Aben? It should be a suffolk brachas, suffolk brachas lakula. Or we allow the kohanim to duchen. If they were all suffolk kohanim, they shouldn't be allowed to make a bracha. It should be a suffolk brachas lakula. And that cannot be the reason that we don't give the kohanim chala. It's because they're suffolk kohanim, it's like a suffolk izergezo. Because the Rambam said even kohane chazaka are allowed to eat truma and chala de Rabbanon. And all of chala's chutzlaretz in our times is de Rabbanon. The Rambam writes even chala in Eretz Yisrael, truma in Eretz Yisrael in our times, where the majority of Klal Yisrael doesn't live in Eretz Yisrael, is only de Rabbanon. The Pesach says, ki haaretz, that you need bias kuchem. The majority of Klal Yisrael live in Eretz Yisrael. So nowadays, truma is only de Rabbanon. So Kahani Chazaka should have been able to eat uh, chala nowadays. So that cannot be the reason that we don't give them a chala, because we treat them as and in fact, most Achorinim conclude that they have the status as a legitimate, bona fide Kayhanim. If you look in the Rambam, the Rambam writes in Perek Chof of Hilchasi Surebiya Halochi Yud Gimel that if a Kayan uh, presents himself and testifies about himself that he's a Kayan, he's prohibited from marrying a Grusha, a Zayn of a Chalala, and he's not allowed to be Metami Lameis. Ve'im Nosa Oynitma, like if he does marry a Grusha, he is Metami Lameis. We can uh, administer Malchus. Now, normally, to administer Malchus, you need two witnesses to attest to the fact that the person violated uh, an Ezer that carries with it the penalty of Malchus. Over here, though, how did we establish the fact that he's a Kayan in the first place? It's only by his own admission. So it sounds like for the Ramam, his own admission is sufficient in order to administer Malchus, which normally should have required two witnesses. So the Chef Schmeitzer writes that that's predicated based upon another Rambam. Where the Rambam writes in Perak Tezayin Sanhedrin Halachavav that uh, normally, again, to administer Malchus, you would need two witnesses. However, says the Rambam, that's only 
to attest to the fact that a person violated a certain action. You know, uh, did he wear shotness? Did he not wear shotness? So you need uh, two witnesses to testify to the fact that he wore shotness, that he was warned, then you can administer Malchus. But says the Rambam, to establish the status of an item, is this shotness or is it not uh, shotness? Is this person a Kayan or is he not uh, a Kayan? So says the Rambam there, that for, for that, to establish the status, the identity of a person, that's enough with one witness. Says the Rambam, if an Eid Echad comes and testifies that this person, this woman, is a Gush or a Zaina, by the same token, this person is a Kayan, says the Rambam, even though the status was only established by one witness, uh, that is sufficient to later administer Malchus, uh, based on two witnesses who see him marrying the Gush or the Chalala, uh, or being Metam and Lemais. Why? So the Achreinim explained, because when the status of something is, uh, touches on many different areas of halacha. For example, the status of the kayin. So that could be judged as a matter of Yisavah Heter. Can he duchen or can't he duchen? Can he take pidin aben? Can he not take pidin aben? And in those arenas, one witness should have been enough. So since the status of the kayin touches on many different areas of halacha, once we establish his identity, his status, in one area of halacha, even if with one aid, that now is relevant to, to defining his status with regards to other areas of halacha, which might in fact independently have required Two witnesses. This is as an example of another example instance where you see a similar uh, concept. Is the Gemara tells us in Masechtas Ksubis and Aleph that ain't halchem in to administer capital punishment. You require absolute certainty. We cannot uh, administer capital punishment based on uh, circumstantial evidence. It has to be absolute certainty, not even a roiv. Not good enough. However. The Achrayim asks, but one of the Yisurim in the Torah is, for which Yechayev Misa, a makes of a person who uh, strikes his father. Yechayev Misa. So ask the Hafla on that Gemara, Masech Tesksubas, Tezvavam et Aleph, how do we ever administer Misa for a person who hits his father? We don't know with absolute certainty that he's his father. Yes, the Gemara tells us, Roiv Be'ilah, Sachar Habal. Presumably it is his father, he is the father, because he, he's married to his mother. So we would presume that he is his father, but again, we don't know with absolute certainty. We could assume that he is, but we don't know with absolute certainty. So how do we ever administer capital punishment for a person who strikes his father? We don't know with absolute certainty that he's the father. So Reistaf Law knows, since we establish his status, his identity as the father vis-a-vis other halachas, and there it's enough with a lower threshold of proof. It's enough with you know, his own admission. Or circumstantial evidence, so even when it comes down to a matter of capital punishment, since his status, his identity has been established here, we can uh, presume that it applies uh, elsewhere as well. So, so to argues the Chazanish uh, that uh, our Kahanim should not be considered Suffolk Kahanim. As long as he presents himself as a Kayan, and he knows that he's a Kayan because his father was a Kayan and his grandfather was a Kayan, and maybe other people in the town remember them being Kahanim, so that should be uh, sufficient in order to establish him as a, as a legitimate uh, Kayan, would not be treated as a Suffolk And Chazanish writes that, that uh, the reason, the requirement of having two witnesses was in fact a Chumar Midr The Chazanish writes over here, Oizvav, in his comments on Hilchah Shviyas, <coughs> that that was a Chumar Midr Abonan, Adin, you could establish his status as a Kayan based on one witness, witness or perhaps his own uh, testimony, his own admission. And therefore, says the Chazanish, there was, uh, it was only a Chumrah Midr Abban and a Maila, also Biyuchsin, that they required two witnesses. And therefore, concludes the Chazanish, about Heidna, where in our times, where there are no Kahanim Yuchasim, there are no Leviim Yuchasim who have this 
reached this threshold of two witnesses that could trace back all the way to the time of doing Avodah in the Beis Hamikdash, says the Chazanish, perhaps the Chumrah never applied either. And even the Maila also be Yuxin of requiring two witnesses to consider him Avada Ikon would not apply in our times of Eishlemar. Uh, nowadays it should have been enough even to give him truma or chala. The only reason, says the Chazanish, we don't give the Kain chala, even in Chutzlar, so it's only Midrabonon, is we don't want to encourage people, phony Kohanim, to appear on the scene for the financial gain that's involved. So we don't give them chala. But the truth of the matter is that they're Vadai Kohanim. Absolutely. We could have given them chala, but we don't do it not to encourage uh, phonies or imposters. Besides the Afrasha, which is a mitzvah, yes. a separate mitzvah to give to a Yes, mitzvah. two separate mitzvahs, yes. Therefore, writes the Chazanish, and the last line, Afagav Shanaisin Pinin Aben Lakayin. How then do we give Pinin Aben to Kayin? Aren't we afraid it's going to encourage phony Kohanim, imposter Kohanim, for the financial gain? Efshem Mishum Shein Bazei Revach Shanaigin Shakayin Machzir. Therefore, says the Chazanish, he proves of the practice that the Kayin returns the Chamish Shloim, not because he can't keep it, he's not legitimate Kayin, he is, but because we don't want to encourage uh, phonies or imposters. Did you say that the same one? Same thing, yeah. Good question. And he should return it. But we can't do anything <laughs> with it. <laughs> we can't do anything. By, being, by saying that because they can't marry Grusha. Uh, oh, so, so, right, Sir Moshe. So, that's no good. That's no good. They don't have the status of Suffolk Kahanim, and they're prohibited to marry a Grusha, a Grusha de Rabbanan, Chalutza de Rabbanan. We don't treat it as a Suffolk. They say Kahanim or Suffolk. Suffolk de Rabbanan, Lakuli, can marry a Grusha de Rabbanan. However, Rabbi Moshe does write, and Chayok Dalev, and as a Simon Yud Aleph, Ramosha says that if uh, the person does not have any religious relatives, his father was not religious, his grandfather was not religious, they might have had a Messiah that they were Kahanim, you know, passed down a tradition in the family, that they were Kahanim, but none of them were religious in terms of the fact that their testimony would be invalid in all areas of halacha. So then Ramosha writes that he doesn't think that they have the status of a Kohen, not Vada'i, not Suffolk. Ramosha claims that such a person would be allowed uh, to marry a Grusha, unless his, uh, he has relatives who were at some point religious, be it a grandfather, a great-grandfather who conducted himself as a Kayin, then he has the status of a Kayin. Otherwise, Ramosha writes, they don't even, they're not even Kohanim Chazaka, because their Chazaka is, uh, is not predicated upon something that could be relied upon. If a Balchuva Kayin walks in, he can't give him an Aliyah? Kayin, how many generations is he a Balchuva? That's what you have to figure out. And if you're right, if he doesn't have, uh, in his recollection, is not to any... No, he goes to the basic chorus and he finds a kebab with, with the hands of his grandfather. And the grandfather was a religious Jew, yeah. then yes. If not, no. Uh, so you have to do a lot of research for these, uh, these interesting cases. Okay, so that cannot be a reason why we're not Nizar in the midst of a Kiddash, is because we treat the Kohanim as Suffolk Kohanim. They, in fact, have the status as legitimate bona fide Kohanim. However, there might be, there are two other suggestions that are made by the Rishonim, which uh, might, you know, limit the application of this mitzvah of the Kiddashah to be Mechabit the Kaihanim. Either perhaps because nowadays the Kaihanim are not doing the Avayd in the Beis HaMikdash, or uh, does the mitzvah apply in an instance where the Kayan was Meichah on his covet? So the Haggais Mordechai, on that Gemara in Masech Tizgein, quotes a famous Maisa, the Kurut Rabbeinu Tam. Maisa Bekoyin Shiyosek Maima Yidei Rabbeinu Tam. It was a Kayan, Talmud, who uh, washed uh, Dinatilos Yadayim for Rabbeinu Tam. The Hikshaloi Talmud, a different Talmud, a Nunik, asked him, ah, but it's stated in Yushalmi. Also based on the Pasuk Vikidashtai, Hamishtamish Bekayan Moel. A person who uses Kayanim for his own per- personal benefit is in a certain sense violated the Easter in the Torah of Me'ila. 
like using the items of the base hamikdash for his own personal benefit. How could you allow the coin to wash your hands? responded that they don't have kedusha any longer in our times. The when they're during the service in the base hamikdash, there's an issue of meila. Nowadays, they're no longer doing the avodah in the base hamikdash. There is no meila. So the Talmud was persistent. Why do we give them the first aliyah then? If this only applies at the time that the Kohanim are doing the Avaid and the Beis Hamikdash, the Yisrael Hamishdamish B'Koyin Moel, so why do we give them then uh, any, any covet at all? Imkain Kalmini Kedusha Loi Le'Avaluhu. The Shasik Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam was quiet. The Heishev Rabbeinu Peter, Rabbeinu Peter was a contemporary of Rabbeinu Tam, younger, so he uh, came to the rescue Rabbeinu Tam. True, they still have Kedusha. But the Kayan can be Michael, and here the Kayan was Michael in order to wash the hands of the Rabbeinu Tam. Here the Kayan can be Michael. Here the Kayan can be Michael in order to, to wash the hands of the Rabbeinu Tam. Did Rabbeinu Tam, does he hold that Mechilo does not work? So the Achreinim, Aruch HaShulchan, and the Simen Kuf Ches, where many of these halachas appear. As well as the Chidushim of the Ksav Seifer and the Gemara Mesef Tezgin, the Ksav Seifer quotes in the name of the Ksam Seifer, who both said that uh, Rabbeinu Tam agrees with Rabbeinu Peter that Mechila works. Meaning, if the Kayan is Michael, so then there's no obligation necessarily to be Mechabit the Kayan. However, Rabbeinu Tam was adding one additional uh, condition, one additional caveat, that that's only true when the Kayan is not doing the Avaid in the Beis Hamikdash. If the Kayan would be doing the Avaid in the Beis Hamikdash, so then, uh, even if he's Michael, there's still an obligation to be Mechabit him. But if he's not doing the Avayda in the base Hamikdash, that's when Rabbeinu Tam held that the Kayan can be Michael. And clearly, here the Kayan was Michael by the fact that he was washing the hands of Rabbeinu Tam. But in fact, the uh, opinions of Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Petr, complement one another. They don't mean to be mutually exclusive. Rabbeinu Tam held that Mechila works. He was just adding that it only uh, works at the time when they're not doing the Avayda in the base Hamikdash. That is. Uh, in my opinion, somewhat of a difficult pshat. If that were, in fact, the pshat of Rabbeinu Tam, so the main thrust of it is not that the Kohanim are not doing the Avayin and Beis Hamidish with Mancha Bigdeim Aleim Kunazim Aleim, he should have started out with the fact that he was Michael. That's really the thrust of the argument of Rabbeinu Tam, then. So, many Achrayim, therefore, disagree with the Aruch HaShulchan and the Chsam Seifer, and they understood that over here there's a Machlekes. Rabbeinu Tam holds that uh, even if the Kohen is Michael, there's an obligation to be Mechav the Kohen. You cannot be Michael when it comes to this mitzvah of the Kiddush. And that's how the Taz learns on Shulchan Aruch, that uh, the Kayan, even if the Kayan is Michael, there's an obligation uh, to be Mechabit the Kayan. The Taz understood, though, over here, that Rabbeinu Tam uh, was trying just to be Deich the Talmud. Rabbeinu Tam understood that over here, there was no ease of Hamishtamish B'Kayan Mo, it wasn't a violation of the Kiddush, because Rabbeinu Tam felt that to wash his hands was not a covered, uh, was not to be Mishtamish B'Kayin. He was giving the Kayin an opportunity to do, he was being Mechabit the Kayin. To wash my hands, you know, that's, I'm uh, asking the Kayin to be Mechabit is covered to wash my hands. Rabbeinu Tam held that he was such a God of it was a kibbutz to wash the hands of Rabbeinu Tam, so he's being Mechabit the Kayin. Lamashal, if uh, Rabbeinu Kanievsky would come for Shabbos, we could probably auction off the covet of washing the hands of Rabbeinu Kanievsky. I'm sure we could. So be a covered to wash the hands of Rabbeinu Kanievsky, so Rabbeinu Tam held. It was a covet to wash his hands. That's why he didn't want to respond. So he's just trying to be Daikh of the Talmud. He said, ah, it only applies to Mancha Beis Hamikdash Ayakayim. You know, when they're doing the Avayim in the Beis Hamikdash. It doesn't apply nowadays. And the Talmud has them weiter. So why do we give him the first Aliyah? 
So Ben Tom already at that point was Shosak. He was quiet because he didn't want to tell him, no, no, it's a cover to wash my hands. He didn't want to say that. <laughs> However, uh, then Rabbeinu Petr explained in a, in a different way that it's because the coin could be Merchol in his coven. But the Taz really argues that according to Rabbeinu Tam, the coin cannot be Merchol in his coven, and the only time uh, one would be allowed to use a coin is if it's a coven for the coin himself to do that service, to wash the hands of Rabbeinu Tam. That's the argument of the Taz. Again, I find that uh, somewhat difficult. If that was the Pshat, how could Rabbeinu Tam make up an answer that's, that's incorrect? That it only applies bisman shabigdeim aleim kunasim aleim, but he didn't mean that. He didn't mean he didn't mean that it's limited to that time. He really meant it's a cover to wash my hands. I understand why he was quiet, but I understand how he can make up a reason that uh, in fact is incorrect. By, by a king, where ain't for that if it's a cover for the king to do it, then all of a sudden uh, they also should be allowed. Yes, yeah. correct. So yeah, no paragon for something like that. Yeah. But uh, uh, more bothersome is how could he say something that's right. incorrect? Uh, if he didn't mean that. So then uh, I find that even but just to get, I understand the Nunuk Talmud problem, but I, I don't think that that's fair. That's the kid was putting him down. The kid was putting him down. 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 So down town. Right. It still occurs. I, I, I find the pshat difficult. So perhaps, though, we could distinguish, according to Rabbi Nutam, between the Isra B. Mishtamish B'Kayin and the mitzvah of, uh, of Vikidashta. Perhaps Rabbeinu Tam held that the Isa being Mishtamish B'Kayin is a personal obligation that we have of a Koresatoy, for cover due to the Kayin, who does the Avayd in the Beis HaMikdash, to this particular Kayin. It's an Isa, and this individual Kayin, I'm not allowed to use him because he does the Avayd in the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, argues Rabbeinu Tam, that when it comes to that Isa being Mishtamish B'Kayin, if he's not doing the Avayd personally in the Beis HaMikdash, I don't have to be mechabit this individual kain. Lamashal, the Gemara tells us in Masechta Sanhedrin that the kain has to take a haircut every 30 days. Because he's doing the Avayn of the Beis he should uh, you know, dress the, the part. So he should have a proper haircut. Kain Gadol once a week. However, the Gemara says that that's only when they're doing the Avayn of the Beis Hamikdash. If they're not doing the Avayda, he doesn't have to take a haircut every 30 days. Why? Because that's his own personal uh, covet for this individual, because he's doing the Avayda in the Beis HaMikdash. However, it could be Rabbeinu Tam held, that was only by the Easter being Mishtamish B'Kayin. Then the Talmud asked him, so then why do we have the Kayhanim at all? Why do we give him the first Aliyah in Shul? So it could be that Rabbeinu Tam understood the mitzvah of Ikidashtoy, of being giving the Kayin the first Aliyah in Shul, is an entirely different obligation. That's not an individual obligation to the... Uh, to the, you know, on a personal level to the Kayin, that's an obligation to be Mechavit, the Shevet of Kayhanim, the group of Kayhanim, because they are the ones who are designated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do the Avayin and Beis HaMikdash. It's kind of a vicarious method, vehicle of giving cover to HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. That's perhaps why, uh, for example, we give the Kayin the first Aliyah in Shul, but uh, we have to be Mechavit, the Kayhanim. Why don't we have to give the Kayin every single Aliyah? Meaning we should give Kayhanim However, many Kahanim are in Shul, we have to be Mechabit each individual Kayin with an Aliyah before Yisraelim. If we have to be Mechabit the Kahanim before the Yisraelim, every single Kayin should receive an Aliyah. It's a Kasha that uh, Tiferes Yaakov of Yaakov Gazuntait asks on this Gemara again, how do we ever give a Yisrael an Aliyah? We should have to give the Kayin not only the first Aliyah, but every, every Why is it good enough with one token Aliyah at the beginning? So perhaps the answer is because it's not an obligation to each individual Kayin. Maybe at the time that he's doing the Avayin the Beis Hamikdash, a Mishdamish B'Kayin Ma'al. Then there's an obligation of cover to this individual Kayin. Now it's an obligation to the group of Kayhanim to give them one Aliyah. <coughs> but it's enough with, uh, with one. Or the Gemara says, V'kidashtoi, 
Lechol Dover Shebekdusha. So writes the Marsha on that Gemara, the Prima Godim as well, in Simen Kuf Chavhei, in Simen Kuf Chavches, that this is only by a Dover Shebekdusha. What's a Dover Shebekdusha? Something that occurs, Klal Yisrael performs in a group. Kaddish, Kedusha is a Dover Shebekdusha. Or to speak first in a gathering to get the first Aliyah in Shul. Or Litomaniyafarishan, if we're at the rights of Pimagalava Sudas Mitzvah, we should give the Kayan first. But if I'm going out to eat with the Kayan, you know, it's just me and him, writes the Marshal, then there's no obligation to be Machabi the Kayan. It's not a personal cover that's due to this individual Kayan, that I have to be Machabi him, Litomaniyafarishan, to speak first. It's only when we're in a gathering, a Dovashabikdusha, so then it's a matter that uh, applies to the entire community. As a community, we should be Machabit, the Kaihanim first, the Shevet of Kaihanim, not these individual Kayan, because they were the ones who were designated by Kaddish Baruch Hu to do the Avaid and the Beis Hamikdash. So therefore, it could be that Rabbeinu Tam held when it came to the Isa being Mishdamish Bekayan, so then that only applies at the time that he's doing the, the Avaid and the Beis Hamikdash. So you, have to, you can't use this individual Kayan. But all manners of Kedusha, the Kedashu, the given the first Ali and Shul, that's not the cover that's due to this individual Kayan, that's a cover that's due to the entire Shevet of Kayhanim. And that applies even at a time that there's no uh, big day of Malayim, even when they're not doing the Avayim the Beis Hamidosh. It could be that these two mitzvahs are actually alluded to in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'kidashtoi ki aslechem alekecho humakriv, kadosh yieloch. Why does it say it twice? V'kidashtoi and kadosh yieloch. Because it could be that, uh, that uh, there's two aspects of this Kedusha that's due to the Kayin. One, and the fact that this individual Kayin does the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash, Ki Yislechem Kecha Humakriv, and then Kadosh Yalach, a cover that's due to the entire Shevet of Kayhanim, because they were designated by Kadosh Baruch Hu to do the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash. Both according to the Taz and according to the Mahalach we just suggested, according to Rabbeinu Tam, even if the Kayin is Marechot, there's an obligation to be Mechabit the Kayin. And that seems to be the opinion of the Rambam as well. You look in the Rambam and say for our mitzvahs, the Rambam quotes from the Gemara Mesechtus Yevamis. The Gemara tells us Mesechtus Yevamis, commenting on this pasuk, V'kidashto, even Balkarcha. Let's say the Kayin says, I want to marry a Grusha, I don't mind being matamin myself to a, to a mace. Uh, we would compel him to be Nizhar and Nizisurim. So too says the Rambam, when it comes to being Mechabed the Kayin, uh, it's not his, uh, up to his discretion. We, have to, we can even compel him to, to, to accept the honor. It's not, uh, he doesn't have the latitude to be Michael. Even if the Kayin is Michael, there's a, the mitzvah of the Kiddashra is still, is still intact. Lamaisa, Rabbeinu Tam held Mechila works. Sounds like the Rabbeinu Tam, perhaps, or even the Rambam hold that Mechila uh, does not operate when it comes to this mitzvah of the How do we paskin with regards to this issue, Lamaisa? So if you look in the Ramah, and Simon Kufchav Chesif Memhei, the Ramos says, quotes the Yushalmi, Mesechtis Brochus, that was cited by the Ghost Mordechai, that you're not allowed to be Mishtamish Bekayin, but if the Kayin is Michael, Imloi Macho Akach, if the Kayin is Michael, then one would be allowed to uh, be Mishtamish the Kayin, to use the Kayin for his own personal uh, service or benefit. The Ramos is passing like Rabbeinu Peter, that the Kayin was allowed to wash the hands of Rabbeinu Tam because the Kayin was Michael. However, the Mishnah Bura and Sifkan Kufai and Hay quotes from the Taz, who said that Rabbeinu Tam disagreed, and he held that Mechila does not work. It was only over here, where it was a covet for the Kohanim to wash his hands. It wasn't, he wasn't being Mark on his covet. He was, uh, he was uh, honoring the Kohanim by allowing him to wash his hands. So that's when it's allowed, but all other instances, the Kayin, in fact, cannot be Michael. Even if the Kayin doesn't mind, he's not allowed to service 
uh, someone else. Unless he himself benefits from that. And concludes the Mishnah. It's good to be machmer on this lechadchila. Not to be mishtamish with, with a coin for his own personal benefit, unless the coin himself receives some sort of a measure of hana. That's with regards to the Isa being mishtamish even, even on the individual coin, the Mishnabura, to the Shevet of Kahanim, even this individual coin writes the Mishnabura, the Chachilu should be machmer, that the coin cannot be moichel on his coven. What about when it comes to giving him the first aliyah in Shul, or benching first, or speaking first? So the Gemara tells us in Masech Lizgin, in the conclusion of that sugya in the Testament Beis, that if the Kayan wants to give covered, in Bolach le covered the rabbi, Lamisha Godom Imano, Harishus Biyodoi. Kayan wants to give covered to his rabbi, someone who's greater than him, he can be Michael. This is only true when it comes to benching by a meal or taking the first portion. When it comes to the first Ali and Shul, no, the Asi Lin Suye will lead to a machlaikas, will lead to a fight. So Amr of Masna Hada Madbe Saknes, because you're Michael to this one, yeah, Michael to this one. So Amr of Nasna Hada Madbe Saknesis Loy Lamata Bishabas Viamim Tovim Dishkihi Rabim. Shabbos and Yamt if the shul is packed. Ava Bishani the Khamishi Loy, Monday and Thursday, then the Khan could be Michael. No one's gonna fight there. Hopefully people are you know barely paying attention. So to be Michael at that point, no one's gonna fight about it, then uh Mechila can work to give the uh Aliyah to somebody else. But writes Taisus there, quotes in the name of Rabbeinu Hanano, and this appears in Shulchan Aruch, Hani Mili Lididhu. That was by them that the uh, shul was not crowded on Monday, Thursday. In our times, people are common in the shul, also on Monday, Thursday, just like Yom Tif. We'll get to one second. So you cannot, the kain cannot be Michael, even on a Monday and Thursday, and that's the way. That appears in the Shulchan Aruch. So, but fine. So, with regards to Aliyahs, sounds like from the Gemara, he cannot, uh, the Kain cannot give the Aliyah to somebody else, even if he's Michael. What about, because it will lead to a Machlaikas, what about with regards to benching first or speaking first? That it sounds like from the Gemara, if he wants to be Michael and give it to somebody else, that he can. However, if you look in the Mordechai on that Gemara, he has two uh, explanations of this in the name of the Rishonim. He quotes there first from the Marami Rutenberg. Who understood the Gemara Kipshutai that the Kain could be Michael to somebody else to speak first to bench, but then the Mordechai quotes Rabbeinu Simcha Kasev the Ein Yachol Kain Litein Rishus LeYisrael Levarich Ki Im LeRabbi Or LeMisha Golum Imenu He can only do it because it was his Rebbe. It was a halach of Kavod Atayra with someone who's greater than him. Oh, so then it's my Kavod. I'm happy to give my Aliyah to Chaim Kanievsky. Or I want to be Michael to my Rebbe Kavod Atayra. Perhaps Shrem's Kavod of the Kain. So when there's a mitigating factor of Kavad Atayra, so then you can give the Aliyah to somebody else. But otherwise, says Rabbeinu Simcha, the Mechil of the Kayin, uh, even if the Kayin is Michael, there would still be a mitzvah v'kidash, they would not be allowed to give the Aliyah to somebody else. So how do we paskin? So we already said we don't give Aliyahs in Shul, um, we don't give Aliyahs in Shul uh, to anybody other than the Kayin, because it will lead uh, to a Machlaikas, and even if the person is a, his Rebbe, or a great Tamar Chacham, we have the practice of not doing so because it will lead uh, to a machlekes. However, it does come up in regard to uh, one case that's discussed by the Maharik. The Mishnah quotes, there was a shul that had the old practice of selling the first aliyah of Shabbos Parshas Bereshis as a fundraiser. Not Chasim Bereshis on Simchas Torah. Here they would sell Shabbos Parshas Bereshis, the first aliyah. But if you're only going to sell it to a kain, your, uh, you know, your, your ceiling will be, will be much lower. We'd rather sell it to her, open it up to everybody. 
So the problem is, you're going to have to give the Aliyah to someone who's not a Kayin. But the Kayin were all part of the membership of the Shul, and everyone agreed to do this as a fundraiser. So the Kayin was Michael. So can they, uh, can they do this? So writes the Marik that they can do it, that the Kayin was Michael, but the Kayin has to leave the Shul. Or, for example, the Ramah quotes this with regards to a Tainus Tzibor, a laning for a Tainus, and the Kayin, the only Kayin who's in Shul, is not fasting. So we're going to give the Aliyah, the first Aliyah, to somebody else. So writes the Ramah, we can't give it to the Kayin. Writes the Ramah, the Kayin should leave the Shul. Or the Mishnah Brewer quotes this halacha, if the only Kayin in Shul is in the middle of Shema Nesrei or Kriya Shema. So uh, he can't take the first Aliyah. So writes the Mishnah Brewer that if we're going to give the Aliyah to somebody else, we should ask the Kayin to leave the Shul. So the Beis Yais, of course, discusses that same uh, situation of the, uh, the shul that had the minig of selling the first aliyah, Shabbos, Parshas, Bereshis, and even the kayan was Michael, something institutionalized, not going to lead to a machlekes. So I asked the Beis Yais if it's allowed, and he says, any Why did the Marik insist that the kayan leave the shul? He was Michael on his cover. Why do they have to leave? And it's not a problem to call up the Kayin. You'll say, uh, Pliny, uh, yeah, Pliny, but Pliny, Kayin. Or, Afo Pishiesh Kan Kayin. Yamod Pliny, but Pliny, but Kayin Kayin. You come up with some creative lotion. Why, why, why does the Kayin have to leave the shul? So perhaps the Marik held, like, uh, like the Rabbeinu Simcha that the Mordechai quoted, that no, the Kayin cannot be Marchanis covered. Even when the Kayin is Marchanis covered, we have an obligation to give the Kayin the first Aliyah. It was only when it was a covered Atira was a, was a mitigating factor. Or it was to give it to his Rebbe. That itself is a covered for me. To give it to my Rebbe, to give it to the Galo Adar. So then, then, then it's allowed. But otherwise, uh, perhaps in a, just on a regular basis for the Kayin to be Marchanis covered, not. And the Kayin would, would have to, in fact, leave the Shul. But can it be done? Can we ask the client to be Michael and ask him to leave the shul? So it sounds like from that minute that was established by that kehila that they sold the first Aliyah, Shabbos, Parshas, Bereshis, that it can be done as long as you receive the permission of the client. At the same time, the Mishnah Bura uh, quotes the name of Sam Seifer that this should not be done on a regular basis. Unless it's a minute kavua, and it shouldn't be done ad hoc, because we can't pressure the Kayhanim to be Michael. But if this was an established practice, it was something that wasn't on a regular basis, you know, it didn't occur every week, so something that was uh, established minog, so then it, uh, that's valid. But to do so on a regular basis, or you know, to pressure Kahanim into doing this, is not something that should be done. So Moshe writes that in the tshuva that let's say you have many chiyuvim in shul. So Moshe says he thinks on Shabbos and Yom Tov you should not ask the kain to leave the shul uh, to be meichah on his coven. Also lead to machlekes. But Moshe says, on Sheni V'chamishi, we're already in the Gemara, times of the Gemara, they allow the Kayin to give the Aliyah to somebody else. It's not going to lead to a Machlaikas, even though some argue that it was only to someone who's greater than him. But Moshe understood that already in the time of the Gemara, Sheni V'chamishi was more, uh, was, yeah, was more, there was more room to maneuver. So Moshe says, on Sheni V'chamishi, if you have many Chiyuvim, and Moshe says, in our time, unfortunately, we've reverted back to the times of the Gemara. Sheni V'chamishi, people are running out to go to work. They're not paying as much attention as, they, as we would like. So Sheni V'chamishi, or Shabbos Mincha, yeah, then you could ask the, the Kayin to be Michael, and the, but I think preferably uh, the Kayin the should leave. So the Ramah quotes those who are Michael, that the Kayin can be Michael and is covered, but as we mentioned, that there are, there are many who disagree that the Kayin cannot be Michael and is covered. Yeah. There's another reason Kayin leaves, so it shouldn't be the Gam, no? They shouldn't they be. Say it's pogum. They don't give them a leave. We'll say, We're not going to 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 say,
The Ksav Sofa writes that one uh, final note is that perhaps uh, some argue that the Kain cannot be Mochan is covered because, again, we're not dealing with the covered of the individual Kain. We're dealing with the Kainanimous vehicles, the vicarious way of being of being Mechabed to be Banishalalim, which is something that's important to keep in mind. But as the Ksav Sofa as well, it's important for us all to have... Uh, to put the Kohanim on a pedestal, to always have something to look up to, to someone who's dedicated their life to a greater degree than ourselves to the service of a Kaddish Baruch Because in order to be successful, we all need somebody uh, who we put on a pedestal, someone who we look up to that we're striving to emulate and aspiring to be like. Okay. What's called Shemush? What's called Shemush? You don't want to clean up? Huh? No, seriously. Like, uh, my daughter says she allowed asked me to pass the salad. Yeah.